0: Welcome to the Essay for FA's Retirement Advisor podcast, a series that addresses issues of importance to financial advisors when dealing with the preeminent issue on their clients' minds, namely their desire for financial independence. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today we will contrast the financial problems of those not ready for retirement with what may be the unexpressed problems under the surface that advisors may be able to help with. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, this message. If you're a financial advisor, you should be using Seeking Alpha Premium. I'll mention just two items I personally think are valuable for advisors. Number one, advisors typically get investment research from their own broker-dealer, and it's good to cross-reference that with the research available to Seeking Alpha Premium subscribers. Number two, the quantitative ratings available to premium subscribers are an incredible value add because they make it possible to compare investments with mutually consistent data. In other words, it aids in getting different investment ideas to talk to each other, as it were. These features are just the tip of the iceberg, and it costs only $240 for an annual subscription. Click on Upgrade on the top right of your Seeking Alpha homepage to see a full list of benefits and options. USA Today runs a Dear Abby-style money column, whose most recent question started out with this ominous headline. I'm 58 and have no retirement savings. Is my financial life ruined, or is there still hope? Well as bad as that sounds, and it describes many people today, this fellow's situation was quite redeemable. He went on to say that he earned $200,000 a year, that he ended up in his situation through the failure of his marriage and his business and that he was embarrassed to see a financial planner. I won't describe financial planner Peter Dunn's reply to this question at length, because most of it was the standard good advice that most advisors would give. Just briefly, that entailed making the most of the $2 million in income this fellow would earn if he kept on working till age 68, plus the maximum benefit he'd receive if he took Social Security at age 70. Dunn's sensible plan involved stuffing the maximum legally allowed contributions to a 401k plan and other such measures that would shrink his current $13,000-plus monthly net income. Without going further into Dunn's numbers, I want to do two things here. First, to describe the sort of principle by which Dunn's plan operated. And second, as always, to add a thought of my own that might be relevant to the folks you come into contact with on a regular basis. Okay, the principle at the heart of the advice Dunn employed should be familiar to all students of economics, though Dunn didn't mention it by name, and that is what economists call consumption smoothing. As Dunn massaged the numbers, what he was trying to do was make our 58-year-old questioner's retirement income as large as possible by making his current income as small as possible. The idea is that people's sense of well-being is enhanced via a predictable income stream, In other words, while it might be fun for a 20-year-old to receive $8 million all at once, it would be a bummer if that were all he were to receive for the rest of a long life that ended at age 100. Divide $8 million by 80 years, and you have $100,000 a year. Excluding investment returns for a moment, since of course one could invest a large sum at age 20 and see enormous growth over the decades, from the standpoint of economic theory, we want to even out our incomes. So what Dunn was trying to do was clever. He wasn't content with maxing out 401k contributions for a mere decade if that meant having a monthly income of $11,000 plus, but a retirement income of just $5,000 or so. Essentially, Dunn was saying that our fortunate high-earning 58-year-old could save his retirement by conducting himself as though he earned a little more than half his actual income, stashing the rest away. To all this, I'd like to add a comment about what I thought was the most significant part of our 58-year-old's request for advice, and that was his statement that he was too embarrassed to go to a financial planner. I suspect, without specific evidence, that this may be a common problem. You don't need to be a psychologist to know that many people are reluctant to engage in any new activities because they may prove embarrassing for reasons real or imagined. This may affect things like relationships and other social situations, but does it affect one's financial life? According to one theory expressed in a Yale Medical School study from 2018, the answer is yes. The hypothesis is that financial problems generate tremendous stress, and if we were able to rid ourselves of financial stress, many other life problems would go away by themselves. A still earlier study indicated that building a relationship between an advisor and advisee helped the latter set and reach goals through guidance on making decisions and tackling issues. So while we started with a garden variety retirement savings problem, I wanted to open your minds to the possibility that many of the people advisors meet with, specifically prospective clients, and even more of the people you never meet with, Those too embarrassed to even become prospective clients are not receiving the peace-of-mind benefits enjoyed by your clients, who have a relationship and a framework within which to tackle what may be the number one stressor, financial stress. Indeed, a study by the Insured Retirement Institute found that the percentage of baby boomers highly confident in having sufficient savings to live comfortably in retirement is more than twice that of boomers who are planning for retirement on their own. In short, it would seem that viewed holistically, the service advisors provide goes beyond financial security to overall well-being. So in speaking with folks, ostensibly about their financial challenges, know that feelings of shame and embarrassment may not be far under the surface. As Dunn did with our 58-year-old with no savings, you can accomplish not merely with the mechanical financial advice, but importantly with a relationship that allows for solving problems together. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast of value, I would be much obliged if you would pass it on to one other advisor. Also, feel free to contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com with any feedback. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.